Welcome to another episode of Spirit Talks with Natalie Brown. Spirit Talks is all about conscious conversations to awaken and enlighten. It was born from a desire to bring together a conscious community and create opportunities for deeper connection and real conversations. This platform is for inspiring heart leaders, guardians of the earth, and conscious entrepreneurs sharing the spirit of all things, their divine wisdom, revolutionary ideas, inventions, modalities, and channelings to bridge the gap between our world and the spiritual world in order to shift the consciousness of humanity. Welcome to another episode of Spirit Talks. Welcome, welcome, my beautiful panel speakers today. We've got some gorgeous women here today to share with us stories about the heart portal, how they connect with their heart, how they help people through the heart. And I'm so, so incredibly grateful that you are here to share. Welcome. So Liv, please feel free to tell us where you're from and why this topic is so important to you, my love. Thank you, Natalie. Um, yes, so I live in the Sunshine Coast, um, Queensland, Australia. And um, I think this topic is really important to me at the moment uh, because I do feel like we're, we're all being called to uh, really connect into our heart space. I feel like it's a real necessity. And um, in the work that I do, um, I've been a yoga teacher for 15 years and I'm moving into more mentorship with, um, you know, personal growth and spiritual evolution. So I just feel that, um, it is the path moving forward to heal humanity. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. So beautiful. It is the portal to heal humanity, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing that. Judy, where are you from and why is this topic so important to you? Tell us a little <laughs> bit about you. Well, I live in Kirikiri, which is basically pretty close to the top of the North Island of New Zealand. It's very tropical and it's just beautiful spiritual now I've been doing working with spirituality as a psychic for nearly 40 years so it's obvious I started when I was about five years old I feel <laughs> you know but um I've been working internationally over the US Canada Australia and New Zealand doing tv radio and being a columnist I really just I love it and I teach meditation why this is so important to me, this topic, is I feel that you're in a relationship with your heart and your heart is your best friend and it's your life partner. So I'm quite excited to see how we're going to encourage people to develop, to open up their heart for this panel today. So thank you. Mm, beautiful. I love that. It's your best friend. And a lot of people have forgotten about that beautiful heart space and connecting back in. Hey, mm, thank mm. you for sharing, Judy. Emma, welcome and thank you so much for being here. Tell us where you're from and why this topic is so important to you. Thank you, Natalia. It's lovely to, to join you all with Judy and Liv. Um, I live in Canberra in the ACT on the east coast of Australia. And um, <clears throat> I am really wanting to reach people with their heart as a way to um, reconnect with themselves and their true needs. So I work with people who have lost that connection to their heart mm -hmm. and have 
basically given away um, too much of their own heart energy to external, you know, um, external interests and things. Mm. They've lost, they've lost, um, they've lost their connection to their heart's needs. And um, and I have my own um, had had my own struggles with this uh, through my journey um, of recovery from burnout. So that's what's brought me to be more connected to my heart. Mm. Oh, beautiful. I love that. What are the heart's needs? Let's talk about that. What do you, you mentioned, Emma, you know, the heart's needs. What does the heart want? <clears throat> well, um, from my personal growth and um, the awakening that I experienced after I burnt out was that if we're not in tune with what our heart needs, then we can we only suffer. So our health suffers, our relationship suffers. Um, you know, there's so many aspects of our lives that can actually suffer if we're not truly connected to our heart. So, um, you know, my health was really, you know, on the edge, and when I when I when I burnt out um, about six years ago, and um, it was a massive, massive um, wake-up call that I needed to reconnect with my heart and my my true innate needs um, because I just lost that. I just lost that connection over the years. Mm, beautiful. Anyone else want to share? What does the heart need? What does the heart need? Yeah, go love. I think we've got to learn to talk to our heart, mm. to listen to our heart. And I feel in our generation, we, we were never taught to do that. We were taught to just, don't worry about it. It's a mind that controls the body. But it isn't. It's the heart. And I feel that we've got to learn to get that relationship back with, with our heart again. You know, um, if we connect with our heart, we connect to our personal self and to our soul. And I feel that this is what, you know um at the moment is missing and especially with what the world has gone through i feel that we have lost that excitement that ability to listen to our heart we did it when we were children as adults we we're finding it difficult and i <clears> love how emma said you know we do get burnt out very quickly but we feel a lot of females feel that it's okay to be burnt out when we need to sit there and go, no, it's not okay. Hey, honor yourself. Look at yourself. So, yeah, that's my, that's how I feel. Yeah. And the relationship with yourself is so important. And I think, you know, for me, just quickly before you jump and live, what does my heart need? It needs me. That's what it mm. needs. Mm. Need to acknowledge it, to love it, to hold space for it to hear it, to listen to all the things that it wants to say, you know, and all the things that it wants to tell me and celebrate with me. So yeah, that's just for me. Liv, what are your thoughts? Well, funnily enough, the word that came in for me was truth. And I just think that that's another word to describe everything that everyone has said here. Um, because it is, it's, it's about um, tapping into your own truth but also standing in the presence of someone else's truth. 
so that we can express and connect in a really beautiful free way and our heart has no limits you know and this is like the freedom of the heart so we, we unleash the potential when we can express when we can honor our own truth but we can honor the person next to us I think that's a, a really you know that was just what dropped in for me mm, that's so beautiful and that also it speaks to the acceptance of other people mm. right acceptance of ourselves, acceptance of other people and seeing people for who they are and where they're where they're at in their journey and then having this compassion flow from our heart so that we can you know be more loving to those people or be more loving in this world and create a space that is um not coming from a space of reaction and fear but a space of congruency and harmony um and alignment and peace with i feel with the frequency of love mm. Mm. Yeah, beautiful. yeah i can jump in there actually because um i mean before i burnt out I, I felt like i was a very grounded person very um you know i grew up in in the country and just love nature and um and somewhere you know, after university and getting immersed in a, in a busy career, I just, I lost all that. I lost that heart connection. And, um, you know, it's only, it, it, it's just, it's society's, you know, expectations and what's normal, um, you know, that's, that's sort of pushed onto us as we go through, you know, those, you know, our 20s and 30s that um, really sort of take away all that sort of innate knowledge that we actually have. You know, we grow up, like you said, as children with this innate knowledge and being in touch with our heart. Um, but then, you know, as life gets busy and crazy and you have families and that sort of thing, all that just goes out the window. It gets lost in the in the mix, in the craziness. And, I mean, it took burnout for me to just, just wake up to the realities of the pressures of the modern world and that those pressures are, are, are very sort of masculine sort of pressures, you know, the pressure to yeah. succeed accomplish things you know tick off all these you know goals that we have to do and this is the mind talking this is not this is not coming from our true true inner heart mm. so you know it's just I just I'm, I'm so in a way I feel so lucky to have had um, that experience of burnout because it's really recentered me for the rest of my life now so <laughs> yeah and, and it does it takes those moments of um, experiencing you know, different aspects of life to bring you back to your heart portal, to bring you back to self-love. So let's talk about some of that. You know, you just mentioned burnout. What are the things that, that disconnect us from our heart space? Mm. Who would like to speak into that? I sort of feel education society has a big role to play in this. You know, it is our parents' generation saying, well, you know, get your big girls' panties on and move forward. And what I find one of my favorite tools is meditation. But one of my favorite tools is being having gratitude. So I was listening to Emma and I, and I was really interested in what tools you use to get out of where you had been. You know, but um gratitude at nighttime, I just sit there and I go. Thing, and I literally put my hands here and I go, okay, thank you for giving me the eyesight of seeing that beautiful flowers that I saw today. Or, yeah, I get quite excited about our heart shark, what we can and can't do. But it's it's still us that chooses. Mm. 
Mm. We choose to open up our hearts. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, so we'll get into absolutely. tools in a minute, but let's focus on what's stopping or stopping that heart connection right now. And then we'll dive into the tools in a minute and share more of the tools because I feel like it's important. You know, there are people out there that's going to be listening to this talk and watching this video and they going to go, well, you know, oh my goodness. Um, I didn't even know that I needed to connect with my heart. <laughs> I, I read an interesting post that a friend of mine um, shared the other day that really I feel is important to share here. And it was talking all about how um, we are, can, we're, we're born into a society and we're conditioned to consume, to consume things in the material world. And it essentially stops us in in we've, we've become you know like um we we've in uh separated ourselves you know we've become even you know social media even though it connects us we're sort of connected in our homes not together in person and um you know and especially the last couple of years you know people have been we've been separated a lot so and i think that that um human connection is um the and the lack of it is um, really a way that the heart sort of sort of I think I feel that the connection sort of feeds the heart. Mm. So yeah. yeah, that was just something that came to my mind. Yeah. And I know along those lines too, Liv, it's just like the noise of society yeah. and the noise of the background yeah. world. It just creates this cacophony oh. that we all have to we're we're all expected to sort of adapt to and just absorb without like expecting it to have any impacts. But in actual fact, I believe that it really disconnects us from ourselves. If we're always connected to the information, the news, the social media, um, you know, there's just so much on our plates in today's modern world and all those things add up to take us away from our hearts and what our heart really needs. That, that's what I believe. Yeah. yeah, and Judy, you rightly said, you know, it's the connection with your soul. And this is what people don't realize, you know, we are energetic beings in human form. And first and foremost, we have to connect and feed our soul light or not feed it, the soul light feeds us, but there's this as above as below, right? We are constantly in connection with that. And so when we human and we start Facebooking and we start watching television and Netflix and chilling. Look, it's fine to do that. Don't get me wrong. But there is also this space of having practices and moments in between moments in your day where you can be in stillness and connect to that heart space. And what it does for you, it brings peace. It mm. brings that connection with all that you are as a multidimensional being back into oh okay i can breathe again i can human again right so yeah. i feel that this is such an important part of um being a human being this connection with our heart like you said live connection with other beings and how we navigate our human life and bringing joy and fulfillment through that heart connection with each other as well so yeah it's key and um, so just coming back to what you talked about, Judy, in terms of tools and things, you know, how can we make way for more things or more of that love, more space to come into our beingness and for us to really <clears throat> truly hear the voice of our heart? And you mentioned meditation. Well, 
No, I'm going to just jump a little bit further. I'm, I'm going to say coffee. Mm. When was the last time that you went and invited a friend out for a coffee and had a heart-filled conversation? You know, we used to do it all the time. We would sort of share, you know, about well, since COVID, we're sort of sharing on Zoom, which is a great way of communicating, but it's not a heart-filled conversation is it you know when you're with that coffee with your friend or cup of tea whatever it is amazing having that touch again that and the heart responds so well with having a cuddle a, a, a simple touch because when we do touch another being we are leaving a beautiful blueprint of healing I find the tools I love meditation now a lot of people go with meditation do I have to do the cross my legs and go mm, and I'm going at my age I'm 50 plus GST I do not cross my legs my stomach gets in the way okay and the ums as you get older your breath is shorter so no meditation is we all especially as females we meditate with one could say floating off with the fairies it could be doing the dishes looking outside the meditations that I teach is guided meditations and healing. I'm a grandmaster in Reiki and Seishim, and I love Seishim. It's a female energy of Reiki, but meditation, you can put music on that. I love Fleetwood Mac. I'll go and put her music mm -hmm. on and lie down and listen to her, especially the song Gypsy. I wonder why, you know. <laughs> um, I love since COVID, I got drawn into Japanese music and it just happened by fluke. And I cannot believe how beautiful that music is for our aura, but our soul, our heart just embraces it. Mm. But I just feel coffee, talking and meditating is just brilliant. And meditation, as you know, Nali, helps us connect with our universe with our spirit and that is just a beautiful connection that we're relearning to do because we have forgotten yeah absolutely. Thank you. thank you for sharing judy anyone else want to share some of their tools and you know how can we connect more deeply with our hearts what can we do um i'm happy to to share next if if um, so I, I love, I uh, have done a lot of the um, sort of research with the Heart Math Institute and obviously with my background in yoga. And, and I think that to really break it down and make it nice and simple for, for people that we, you know, we, just the three thing, core things uh, would be to have that awareness, that conscious, so, so the becoming the witness and the observer. And then setting intention, what, what is it that I need? And, and then applying, you know, breath in the heart space. And it doesn't have to be anything special. It's just being conscious of the breath. Um, mm. big, and there's so much science alone behind with, with that. They say that the heart muscle itself has its own built-in nervous system. You know, and we know that the inhale, each inhale and exhale directly affects the nervous system. And then when we start to bring the heart back into that coherent state, it brings all the physiological functions of the body back into coherence. And then, um, then we activate those lovely elevated, expansive emotions of the heart. 
and we're in a better place to make those decisions and discern you know what what comes to our, our way yeah. so um i think yeah so awareness intention and the breath and i think the intention can be you know you might recognize that there's a negative ruminating um internal dialogue going on you know an attitude and and that you need you want to change that so it's intention i'm going to replace that thought with a more positive one to feel better you know or it might be um you know perhaps just an emotional feeling that you want to uplift and turn it into a more positive elevated so i i think that's really useful yeah that's very useful i love mm. that you say the observer love because mm. being the observer to me is simply placing your hand on your heart and just feeling your body is such an incredible messenger right it tells us exactly what we need to know everything's within us and often when we just slow down and put our hands on our heart and connect we can feel the hurt we mm. can feel from that space our hearts our engine you know it expands out the energy of it expands into the toroidal field um and our merkaba which is very energetic, you know, we're going into energetic um, space here, but absolutely rightly what you said, becoming the observer, setting the intention, having the awareness of what's going on for you means that you then have a choice to shift through your heart portal, through the mm. knowledge of your heart portal, you have the ability to shift then into a different state of being or choose the opposite. For instance, oh, feeling like, okay, my heart's really hurting today. Where's that coming from? What's the emotion that's coming up for me? How am I going to deal with this? Am I going to push it down and file it for later? Or am I actually going to breathe through this? Like you said, you know, or sit in nature and sit against the tree, ground yourself, whatever it is, you know, to be able to come back to that center, that space of centeredness. And then you have a choice because the power lies within the shift here of the choice. Mm. What do I want now? And then the heart responds to that. That's when you have more joy and more love and congruency and your heart engine starts expanding and working in a different way altogether. Mm. Thank you for sharing that, love. Emma. <clears throat> yeah, well, that's, that's a great um, sort of segue for me to come in there because, um, you know, I've, I've become so much more appreciative of my heart connection, you know, in the last few years. Um, it just gives me such, um, I just feel I, I, the self-love that I have now for myself um, and being in touch with my heart is just so um, warming and nurturing and I just love that feeling, you know, um, because really I've just come full circle from when, um, before I burnt out, I was just ignoring um, my feelings and ignoring what my heart was telling me you know to my detriment it just it just you know it accumulated and just led to me burning out and um, and now I just I'm, I'm still tuning in you know to my heart and and learning and growing through my with my heart but you know the key for me to or some of the one of the keys to overcoming that um, lack of um connectedness with my heart is just that kindness to self you know mm. offering that kindness that self-love um, and the softness that comes with that you know and appreciating that softness because 
you know, society teaches us to be hard. It teaches us to push and mm. put pressure on ourselves. And that is not what the heart wants, you know. So um, I'm loving, yeah, being in touch with my heart a lot more. Um, the other thing that um, is, is really in, an important way to reconnect with the self and the heart is through setting those those clear intentions like what Liv was saying. And for me, it's throughout the day. So a way that I manage my day now is intentionally uh, breathing, you know, when I put the kettle on something, you know, mm. in between meeting, breathing, really um, reconnecting with myself and my heart. You know, we can, we can do the work, we can be busy as long as we come back to the heart. You know, that's, that's what I believe now. Um, and so, yeah, so they're, they're my three things. It's the kindness the intention and, um, you know, the, the ritualising of those intentions too throughout the day, you know, whether it's a morning routine, in between meetings, you know, it's just so important. Yeah. Isn't conscious breath profound? Mm -hmm. You know, conscious <laughs> breath is like, huh, I, I have I have a breath to be able to use, to be able to calm down. Really? I didn't know that. <laughs> so having this conscious breath and this awareness of actually that your breath is a tool to be able to calm your nervous system, regulate your heart, regulate your whole energetic system, reconnect you to higher realms and to the earth is, is profound. So I can talk about that until the, the cows come home. But yes, <laughs> um, ultimately, you know, the and I want to come back to the disconnect because I think this is important, the disconnect of the heart. You know, what are those things and experiences that we might have had in our life? And maybe you want to share it. And no, no, Emma, you've shared um, a little bit about your story, but maybe the other speakers want to share about their story in moments where you felt such a disconnect with your heart. And what is it that you did or what was the moment the aha moment that brought you back into that space of connection to yourself oh, well i was brought up with such beautiful positive parents um but at the age of 18 i had a rare disease in my hip and i was in hospital for 11 months and a body cast for six months and my parents were just beyond their times. Honestly, it was incredible. But I learned that I have never, ever made a mistake in my life. Now, that sounds a bit of ego. What I say is I've had many lessons in my life. And the lessons I've been blessed with, the most beautiful man that is really supportive. So he's helped me through. I had a positive mother. If you don't have that positivity find it find it with reading a book find it by watching something on social media that will make your heart beat find a friend that will help you to inspire to reach the stars again I just feel that with some of the lessons that I've had in my life it taught me compassion strength and just I learned to listen to my heart when I was very, very young, you know. So I feel that's where my sense of humor comes in a little bit too much. Where my heart giggles a lot, you know, <laughs> just it totally giggles, you know. But yeah, 
How oh, many so can say you. that? How many can say that my heart giggles a lot? You know, that is such a beautiful <laughs> thing. Thank you, Judy. I love that. Um, and You're I'm going to bring more joy into my heart so that my heart can also giggle a lot. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Liv, what did you want to share? I was just going to say, I think I'm going to make that a, a daily affirmation. My heart giggles a lot. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, what came to mind for, for me there was um, in my journey um, when, when I was my younger maiden woman, <laughs> my, I had a very adventurous spirit and, and I was able with, you know, I was very free as you are at that time in your life. Um, and so I was able to follow my heart's desires and, you know, life was lovely. Um, but, you know, and then you know, obviously you sort of get very grounded when you have children. And that was the time when I became a yoga teacher and sort of ended up delving into all the philosophy of yoga. And and in that journey, um, I many times you yearn. So I did my training in Thailand and, and with, with my teacher there, but of course came back to Australia and, you know, very grounded here as I had my children. And um, I did have a sort of senior teacher mentor for about four years, but other than that, I never really had a, a very strong mentor, you know, in that, within that field. And I was always like yearning it. And I'd always be like, oh, in India, this is how they did it. And, you know, and I was just, I'd often ask the universe, please send me, you know, my mentor. <laughs> and I would never, just no, nothing ever arose for me. And then finally I realised, oh, I don't know how many years ago it was now, but I just something dawned upon me um, that it's it's the guru within. And again, mm -hmm. sort of this shift from sinking outwards to connecting back into the portal of the heart because the answers are there, the wisdom is there. So it's this remembrance. And I thought, well, maybe this is just what my journey is in this life to find that again so that was quite a powerful shift in perspective for me to sort of um, acknowledge that um, that space within us and that divine intelligence that exists you know because that god source is present within within the heart space yeah so that, that became my, my guru yeah and it is the guru is the divine spark of god of source yes. right it is yes. the wisdom within all of us and we access that universal wisdom through the heart and thank you for speaking into this love because that's what i want to do you know speak into why is it important to connect with the heart why is it so important that we have this connection daily practices meditation being in nature connecting with other people why you know why is it that important because as i said we are spiritual beings in physical form and as human beings we think that we only have this life here and that nothing else matters a lot of people feel that way and the more we are awakening into our next level greatness into what's available and possible for us the more we accessing our universal wisdom the more we accessing that divine spark that divine intelligence that source light within us and so we are awakening to new inventions to new realms to accessing new realms we're awakening to our psychic abilities telepathy expansion into telekinesis and so much more that is coming through the space of of deeper connection and understanding with ourself and the multi-dimensionality 
of our soul self of who we are. And now what's happening is through the heart portal, we can really anchor in that information and anchor it in our daily life. And this is where the magic lies, right? Because we can then teach people here. We can have better relationships. We can, um, you know, connect with animals in a different way, with plants in a different way. We can create different things, inventions that we haven't before. So I feel that this, this heart portal more than ever now, especially with the energies that are supporting us, supporting our ascension and awakening, um, we are working with the heart portal. We cannot be disassociated with it any longer. It is an absolute must tool, must be, you know, space and process that we have to go through. <clears throat> reconnecting back to the heart mm. yeah. yeah emma absolutely and um you know along those lines i just i think it's important to sort of mention that you know it's really practice that it takes you know it can potentially take years of years of practice to tune back in to your heart after you've lost that connectedness over the years so um it doesn't just happen overnight you know people might want to start thinking about reconnecting with their heart out there, but it's actually, you know, it takes a lot of intentional work, a lot of inner work to uh, to reach the point where you, you start to feel connected with the heart again. I mean, for example, um, you know, my burnout happened six years ago and it's been a, a massive period of growth for me since that happened, but it's only probably in the last six months that I'm, I'm actually really feeling like a deeper connection with my heart and like really honoring that that love for myself and therefore projecting that more out into the world like it's it's kind of amazing really because um, I went through a period in my life of actually never not even believing in love like you know that people that the, the music people played and the the lyrics people wrote they were just making it up <laughs> um, and the reason why I'm saying this is because, you know, in the last six months I have um, experienced the love or, or experienced that truth of love for myself and putting that love out into the world and um, have found that I think I found like a soul connection um, with someone recently. And um, it's only since I have been, um, you know, putting that love out into the world and accepting the love that I have within me that that's actually happened. Like it's, it's amazing mm. what, 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 can, what, what the potential, you know, the heart offers, I guess, this is what I'm getting at. It's a huge potential. Yeah, because by letting in more love for yourself, you allowing all of those belief systems, all of those beliefs, those stories of like, I'm not good enough. I can never be loved by anybody. Oh, you know, I might as well give up and throw in the towel. Mm. All of those stories, right? Then it gets transmuted, goes on the back burner and you start to fill yourself with love. You radiate from the space of love and you become the frequency of love more so. And all of a sudden you start attracting those people into your life, all of that, that is more resonant with your frequency and the same at lower, lower frequency. You know, if you not doing the inner work, if you're not connecting with your heart, if you're not in acceptance of yourself of where you at and you hate yourself and you see yourself as not enough and all of those horrible stories that we keep telling ourselves, that's what you're going to attract in your life. 
So working with a heart portal is in fact this beautiful tool, this space for us to connect more deeper to our true essence of who we are, the truth of who we are, and then starting to um, access more information, like I said, through our soul light, through our soul radiance, and then becoming this this beautiful light, this beautiful person that has experiences through this space of being, which is divine love. Mm. Mm. Judy, what did you want to add? Well, I can remember as a young woman, my mother saying to me, if you can love yourself, you can love many. And I have always lived by that motto, you know, and sometimes we sit there and we go, oh god that's the last time I'm going to do that for that person that hurt but that hurt embrace it let it happen cry go and eat the chocolate go and find a friend to have the coffee with enjoy that pain a lot of us hide it you know enjoy it um I you know I did yoga quite a few years ago and it was probably one of my best experiences because not doing that downward doggy thing. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Getting up was pretty difficult. But at the end, when we laid down and you focus on your breath, I had the most amazing experience. And it was an experience where everyone else in that class were in the same energy zone. And I remember feeling my heart opening up because it wasn't just about me. I was actually connecting with all these other people in this beautiful vibration. And that really opened up my heart. And that's why I sort of say, you know, going out to Mother Earth and that's really great. But find yourself a friend. Talk to your partner. Children. Oh, my gosh. Aren't they just great? There is no conditions there. You know, they just give you a hug. And when they're annoyed with you, they're annoyed with you. But they love you in the next minute. You know, and I feel that we've forgotten our child. Like the universe, as you said, Natalie, is opening up a beautiful portal for us, especially with next year. And we'll find that there is going to be a really different structure in Mother Earth, in government, in our leaders, female energies coming through, our goddess energy. So are we downloading it more from the universe or are we actually allowing it that's in our DNA, it's in our past lives, we're allowing to accept it and it's opening up again. So, yeah, I'm quite excited for next year's journey. It's just great. This year it's been where we've taken steps back, but we've it gives us an opportunity to build great foundations. Mm, absolutely. So That's so beautiful, Judy. And I feel like, you know, yes, we have laid the foundations and we are starting to, it's like the pyramid, you know, we've got to start at the bottom to be able to get to the top where we've built our pyramid and have a really solid structure. And so with more people opening their heart portals and connecting back in and awakening, right? And starting to answer, or not answer, ask the questions that's important of themselves and of what's happening in the world. And rightly so, yes, structures have broken down and things are happening and we're going to be seeing things. And it's about being ready through that space, through that awakened space of the heart to be able to receive more, to be able to bring in more. Yes. Mm. Otherwise, you know, 
the, the energies are not just supporting us for nothing. We are being upgraded. Our DNA is being upgraded. Our light bodies are being amplified, expanded, upgraded. There's so many beautiful things happening for humanity that's happening behind the scenes that we're not even all aware of. So how can we more deeply love ourselves right now? How can we more deeply be compassionate with ourselves and other people? And this world will be a very different place when we start to see the world from <clears throat> eyes of beauty and with eyes wide open to what is possible rather than looking at, you know, all the struggle. Yes, there are people that pain. are struggling. Yes, there are people that's in pain. Yes, there are people that are feeling like there's no way out. If one of you are listening to this talk, there's always a way out. Okay, you are so loved and you have that love within you. You can access it by simply placing your hand on your heart and accessing that love within you. Yeah. Anyone else want to share about after you know what I just said? Go live. Yeah, I that was that word receive was kind of um coming to me also when um Judy was speaking. And I feel that that's really one of these tools that um and also one of the things that disconnects us from the heart. So it's it's sort of um we've coming back to this society that we've created, we've um we've we, we tell ourselves that it's not okay to accept or, you know, a, a good example is, um, you know, someone like a neighbor or a friend gifts you something because they want to, and you feel obliged to return the favor. You don't just allow yourself to receive. And, and my husband, yeah, I was chronic at that when my kids were, were little, I felt like I always had to pay back. And he's like, why do you do that? <laughs> just receive it. And, and, I, and I feel that our capacity to build the love for ourselves, the self-kindness and the self-love, the self-compassion is also this ability for us to receive from those around us, to allow someone to just gift us the presence of their energy if, if they wish, or, you know, even if it's a physical, a material gift or whichever way it comes to us. And then when we when we open up that capacity to receive, that is the feminine energy, and that's going to restore the harmony and the balance in in the heart space, and um, you know, and again access that portal a bit more. Yeah, that is yeah. so beautiful. Receive, mm. and it's so beautiful and lovely and amazing to receive. And mm. I was one of those people that would give, 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 give all the yeah. time. And I was like, I'm okay. I'm doing fine. I'm okay until I was not okay. And then I ended yeah. up going to a friend and um, she was holding a beautiful cacao circle. And I went to her breath work circle and <clears> it's <throat> like, oh, this is what it feels like to receive. That's amazing, right? Why don't we give this more to ourselves? And I've then realized I needed that. It was a, a human, my soul needed that connection, but my soul needed to be able to receive in that way. And my human needed it even more because it created, it's like a gift to yourself. It's a mm -hmm. gift to be able to be in that space of receiving. Um, mm. And it's magical to be in that space. Mm. Emma? Yeah, yeah, no, it's... Um... Yeah, receiving, it's um, one of those words that I, I just sort of was thinking, you know, how do people, you know, how do people 
think they're giving back to themselves, you know, in, in today's world. I mean, they go shopping, you know, um, you go out for dinner. Um, you know, there's there's a list of those sort of things, that those monetary things that people feel that they're giving back to themselves with, mm. but not really truly giving back to yourself, is it? It's, um, you know, it's sort of, it's just what society expects. Um, and to truly give back to yourself, you've got to give yourself time to mm. focus on your needs and, you know, self-love I mean because for many years I mean you can see the title of my book is called stop giving start living and I mean all I really mean by that is that to stop giving away your energy um frivolously and unnecessarily where and to, to really consider where you're putting your energy um because if you're putting energy, you know, where you're meant to put it or where you intentionally put it, it's different from just giving it away, you know, willy-nilly, you know. Um, and because that, that sort of the state, the, the space that I was coming from, I was just giving my energy away without really giving back to myself. And um, I, I really now, I, I, I will always be a giver, but I'll just be a more measured giver now mm. uh, because I really want to give. Um, or shine my light uh, about um, the awareness of being connected to your heart um, to avoid sort of stress and burnout. And um, I just think it's just such a, a common sort of condition out there at the moment. People are working really hard and, and as the prices of petrol and food rise, you know, people are only going to put more pressure on themselves. So, you know, by coming back to your heart and finding those places of connection with others, or whether it's women's circles, cacao circles, um, you know, those sort of really special places of connection, you know, that's a place to give back to yourself and receive that love from community and, and like-minded people. It's just so important. Mm, yeah, beautiful, Emma. Thank you. Yeah, I think that our word for today is receive. <laughs> Definitely. Receive with grace. Mm, yes. Beautiful. I want to talk about the fierce love of the heart before we end our conversation today. This fierce love can often feel really scary and it can feel like something that is pushing you out of your comfort zone. And especially if you're an overpleaser, if you're an overachiever, if you are, you know, always giving to others and not really receiving, then this fierce love, this fierce feminine love through the heart can feel quite scary. And I remember there was a time that I went and I held space at a retreat. And since I was a little girl, everyone would always say to me, you radiate love. And I didn't understand that as a child. I didn't know what they meant by that, but I felt like I had sunshine coming out of my face. And so, you know, for me, I always felt like I saw the beauty in, in life and in people. And my parents obviously warned me and said, be careful, you know, and that's the conditioning that happens with, mm. you know, that, ha that happens with people. And so I remember sitting in this circle surrounded by these people that I were holding space for. And I was speaking with such passion, fierce passion, fierce love, that the people in the circle were quiet and they just had these big eyes and they 
they didn't say a word they just looked at me and one of the ladies that was there she got really because this love this passion this fierce love was really triggering the people in the circle triggering those parts of them that was not love and she stood up and she said well i'm done with this i'm not going to be um, in this space any longer because she was uncomfortable being in that amount of love people don't know what to do with it and so she says why are you like this and i went well it's who i am because i give a shit i care I care so much about each and every single one of you in this circle and about humanity and about this, this feeling of love within me <clears throat> is so vast. It's infinite that I want to share it with you. I would love for you to experience it in this way. And she said, I don't have the capacity to receive it. And I went, well, I give it to you freely. Receive it now. Place your hand on your heart. It is there for you if you want it. And I realized that's what I'm here for. I'm here for love. And that was the moment that I stopped apologizing for the fierce love that I have within mm -hmm. me. That was the moment that I realized I am not here to down my love thermometer in any way or form. Okay, I'm here to shine that crap, that shit, you know, so brightly <laughs> and allow people to feel that. And it's an activator. It's an amplifier. It is also a transmuter. And I realized that I'm not going to apologize for that anymore. Mm. And that this is why I came here. And this is what I want to say to people. Fierce love is not a bad thing. Fierce love shows that you are passionate, that you care, that you have this truth within you that rises within you so, so powerfully and so passionately. And that truth has to be shared with the world because that heart love is what is the change that is needed here and what is required here for humanity to shift, to come into consciousness, higher consciousness and awakening. So therefore, my loves, mm -hmm. never apologize for mm -hmm. who you are and what you want to say to this world. Mm -hmm. Anyone want to speak into that, Emma? Well, yeah, I can because just listening to you, Natalie, reminded me of something that I, I've forgotten about. Um, like, you know, I was saying when I was younger, I, I was sort of very grounded and, you know, very, um, you know, in touch with nature and that sort of thing. And I lost that. And part of the reason I think I lost that is because um, I used to, like when I was a teenager, I used to sort of radiate truth and passion and this you know, kind energy, and I didn't realise that that could be taken advantage of mm. um, as a teenager, and and basically, you know, boys took advantage of that, and um, so over the years, I learnt to um, mask that passion and and outward and showing my light sort of freely because I was worried that I would get you know, hurt or taken advantage of in some way. And so I actually think, just listening to your story, Natalie, that I, I think that was that was probably the start of me pushing down, um, you know, but that connectedness to my heart and my my true self at that time. 
So, yeah. Because was, other people see it as wrong because they feel the trigger, right? They feel yeah, the discomfort. They, feel, they yeah. feel the threat. They're like, yes. oh, she's making me feel uncomfortable. So yeah. I'm going to do something about it. And obviously, <clears throat> sometimes and most times, there's a reaction to this because people don't want to feel pain. Yeah. But actually what Judy said is feel that pain and enjoy it. Be in yeah. the joy of that pain, right? And let that be transmuted and alchemized into gold so you can use it in a different way. Mm. Yeah, yeah. No, so it's just, it's, it's, you know, we can, we're, you know, if we're open to our feelings, you know, and just don't label them as good or bad, then, you know, we'll, we'll be okay. You know, we'll, we'll get over that emotion that we feel. But, um, yeah, people just feel threatened by that mirror being shone um, into the into their heart and they don't like it. They feel threatened and they feel scared and, and they don't know how to respond to it. So they blame the person in front of them, mm. I believe. Yeah. Yeah, and that is the key. How do we respond to it? When we feel that, how do you want to respond to it? In the moment you go into fight and flight, your ego is like, hang on a minute, what's happening? You have a physical body response. What do you do? You breathe. This is where the breath comes in, yeah. our natural tool to calm the nervous system, right? So that we have space, because the ego is running away, that we have space to then start thinking, breathing, being, connecting, and not disconnect, because the fight and flight disconnects us from our heart. It disconnects us from knowing what we about or what we should do or the choices we should make. And so we go with what we see in front of us because all we see is like, okay, I'm uncomfortable. I'm going to fight this person or I'm going to run away. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Mm. I was like, you know, you said about you finding excuses about your fierce heart. <laughs> I, I never would excuse it, but I found that I would have to over-explain people about my heart or people would go, oh, your aura is just too big, I just can't cope with it. And I'd sit there and go, oh, shit, go and ring up Lifeline, they care, get over it. <laughs> um, Steve and I have the most incredible, but we've grown up together, um, fierce love. You know, I love the man. But, you know, the amount of times throughout our life we've been asked, oh, is this your second marriage? Because people feel uncomfortable about seeing us still holding hands, still having a laugh. Um, I'm so pleased that his knees are given out and summer we're not getting those big water blasters and squirting each other. <laughs> I mean, you know, he's in his 60s, uh, late, late 60s, and, I, and I'm there nearly. And I'm going, I am not going to excuse my love for my children anymore or explain it. I embrace it and it makes someone feel uncomfortable. I will share my love with them, but I'm not going to take aboard their problem. It's not mine to own, mm. so I'm not going to own it. And I think, if you feel fierce of your love, if you want to giggle, just do it. If you walk down the street and smile, Kiri Kiri's different, it's a little village, and you walk down the street and you smile and other people will smile back, but... If you did in Auckland, you know, they sit there and go, what medication is she on? What the <laughs> hell is happening? And I even smile more because it makes me giggle in my heart again. I go, 
whatever, <laughs> you know. So yeah, I love it. Mm, be unapologetically yourself in every moment, every day. Yeah. Mm, beautiful. Thank you, Judy. Liv, what did you want to share? Oh, when we were talking um, just before about, um, you know, the triggers and, and the response to that, <clears throat> one thing that came to my mind is, and I share this a lot in, in my, in the, in the work that I do is um, it, the mindset, trying to adopt a mindset of curiosity. And I think in the trauma informed work that I've done, so really like a trigger is like a soft trauma in a way, you know, if we can sort of have that, that you know, and the triggers can happen daily even. So if we start to, rather than the mind wants to compartmentalize everything, well, that's right or that's wrong, rather we can shift the perspective to have this, like a childlike curiosity. We just ask the question, oh, I've, I've noticed this, this trigger, this feeling, this is what it feels like in my body. And why is that there? And even if the answer doesn't present, it's just the shifting into curiosity rather than panicking. Oh gosh, no, this is not right. I shouldn't feel like this. When we shift into curiosity, it's like we, there's an allowance that we, um, we're allowed to be, to, we're allowed yeah. to be triggered. It is okay. And thank you, body, for that message. And what are you trying to tell me? You know, and I think just putting it out there, I think that can really help soften that that trigger and that response in the in the body. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Soften the triggered response because that's mm -hmm. the thing is it's that fight and flight. You know, and a lot of people experience panic attacks because they go into a space of not allowing themselves to feel. Mm -hmm. And that we feel through the heart. We're human beings. We are meant to feel, right? Mm -hmm. But for so long since childhood, especially what the whatever the experiences of people, they have not been allowed to feel not been allowed to express the heart portal is a creative space right it wants to create through us it wants to express and experience life through that space so why do we shut down the very thing that we are because we've been um i want to say commissioned maybe we've been commissioned i don't know but we <laughs> we've been we've been pushed in this direction where we are not um mean to feel or allowed to feel or allowed to express ourselves anymore and when we can tr truly step into that space of okay let me allow myself let me express this now one way to express that pain or that discomfort that comes up is to dance it out or to um, scribble on a piece of paper because it's that creative expression that of wanting to get it out of your system and once you push past that pain barrier and you get through that pain barrier, it's like your body goes, well, that wasn't so bad. You know, why did I hold on for such a long time? It doesn't have to be. We make it harder than it should be. We as human beings. And it doesn't have to be that hard. So what a beautiful tool, Liv. Thank you for sharing that. Mm. My loves, yeah. we've come to the end of our conversation today. I feel like we can really talk about this forever. But I wanted to put it out to you if there's something that you want to share just to close off the session, some golden nuggets of wisdom that you have for the people that's listening out there. 
always love saying angels are around us as far as our heart can see. So that's one of my strong affirmations when I sort of get a bit ratty. I take the breath and I just utter those words. And, you know, um, Emma, your book has got so much knowledge and I feel that even spirit helped you create this. So I'm quite excited to be able to get a copy of your book and breathing. But thank you each, every one of you, for sharing this. And I know that we had fun and we shared such great knowledge. I got such learning from the three of you. So bless you for sharing. Thank you. And thank you, Judy, for sharing your lovely. story and your wisdom as well. Thank you. Mm. Yeah. Thanks, Judy. That's, that's lovely. Um, <laughs> Yeah, just I guess my um, my one sort of thing that to put out there is that the heart is the key to discovering our innermost needs. It really is. Um, by listening to your heart, you will discover the truth about your your needs and and the wisdom within. You know, um, you know I've learned a lot in the last few years, and I just want to share that that knowledge and um from what I've you know what I've learned about myself and the hope that other people don't have to sort of you know lose touch with themselves um and, and you know burn out before they sort of discover you know that love within um from their heart um yeah so mm. thank you thank you both, thank you ladies for for this lovely lovely session today Thank you, Emma. And thank you for writing such an amazing book and writing your story because it's important through our stories and our experiences. And that's why I created this platform. Spirit said to me in 2017, you're going to create this platform. And I was like, well, I'm not ready for this yet. And now it is ready, right? Because now's the time for people to share their experiences. Those heart entrepreneurs, soul leaders, heart leaders, people that are bravely stepping out and forward to share their stories and to really right now in the moment awaken the hearts of many. And that is so important because there are people that's struggling out there and there are people that's that's finding or seeking you know answers to what they're feeling and what they're experiencing and the uncertainty and the overwhelm and the overpleasing and all of the things that they're experiencing. Mm. So yeah, thank you so much for doing the work that you're doing, Emma and Judy and Liv. And I really appreciate everything that you've shared today. But Liv, what do you want to leave um, this conversation with today? Well, the, the final word that dropped in for me was just trust. You know, I feel like once we um, rebuild the relationship with the heart and, you know, like the, these women were, were sharing, you know, it is a practice and the more and more and more that we added in, the more we learn about our heart and connect to its divine intelligence, we build um, a, an unshakable amount of trust in it. And um, with that follows all the beautiful things like, um, you know, self-esteem and self-confidence and, you know, it, it from there. So just trust, trust in it. Trust mm -hmm. that it is all this as it's meant to be and that this is your journey and, you are where you are meant to be. So. Yes, mm. so beautiful. Trust is so big. That T word, it's mm. like the L word, love. You know, it's like, oh, I don't want to go there. But mm. um, 
I also want to add to this and then we'll end the conversation today is that through your heart you can access your brave through your heart you can access your wild woman and your wild warrior you can access the the child you know the inner child all the parts and aspects of you that you feel that's missing or that's been missing they're all there waiting for you to just dive into that heart space and say i'm ready to receive it back for me so my loves thank you so much with on that note thank you my lovely speakers for being here with me today it's been an honor and if you have any questions for these amazing women i'll put their website addresses below this talk feel free to get in touch with them and until we speak again from my heart to yours i love you